Today, Rod and Cindy's podcast is sponsored by Teresa Holland. She is a massage therapist, a Reiki master, a hypnotherapist, and a highly intuitive young lady. She works here at Beyond Today, where we are having this podcast broadcast. Uh, you can reach Teresa at 602-487-6938. Again, 602-487-6938. Teresa Holland, give her a call for a, a wonderful massage or and energy work or hypnotherapy. She's a beautiful lady. She also does essential oils as well. Also sponsored by Beyond Today, located at 11223 North 28th Drive. Suite F101, Phoenix, Arizona, 85029. Give us a call at 602-374-4926. That's 602-374-4926. If you want to sponsor one of our podcasts, give us a call at 602-374-4926. Welcome to Podcast 10, the Rod and Cindy Podcast. Welcome everybody out there. How are we doing today? Great, good, good. Glad to hear you guys. Absolutely. What a great day today was. A beautiful day. Uh, last week we had Mike here and that doing our podcast with us. We brought him back this week and that. Wow. How's the traffic coming over here, Mike? You know, outside of people turning left from the far right lane and the fast lane going slow, it was great. Does that have anything to do with the Pokemon gone crazy? You know, it would appear that people are trying to find Pokemon in the middle of I-10. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> so, sorry, we've been, for an hour, been listening to Mike talk about this, and then this traffic. <laughs> that has been quite exciting then. It's like, hey, Mike, you want to talk about the podcast tonight? Oh, my gosh, did you see on the traffic? No. Anyway, so welcome. My name is Rod Lyman, to be on today here, I'm with the... Uh, Worker here. I don't do much here. I'm just the worker here. A worker? Yes, just a worker here at Beyond Today. Um, to my right, I have this a wonderful uh, producer of this show, uh, Zach Lyman. And hi, Zach. Yep, he nods. And to my left over here, I have the beautiful, the scrumptious Cindy Movie. Wow, scrumptious. How beautiful is that? Hello, Cindy Muby, and uh, thank you, Zach, for helping put this together. We appreciate that. And then to my left, my feminine side, is Michael. Well, it's a pleasure to be your feminine side, Cindy. (laughs) Good, I get the male side. Isn't that great? Hey, now. Right is male, left is female. So you just ah, so this was planned in advance. Absolutely, this is I just fell right into that one, didn't I? I also remember, her right side is the giving side, and her left side is the receiving side. So, <laughs> so I'll be giving her love and attention, that, and she'll receive your love and attention. Well, there you go. It's perfectly being in the middle here. I'm very balanced. This on this podcast, it's Hide and Saturn. Ooh, Hide and Saturn. So hide we, and Saturn. I like that. So we came up with a name after all. Well, we did. I think that's what uh, you guys all put your little two cents in there and that. And I said, no, I'm not going to take it. You don't guy. like Pokemon no, Cube. No, that wasn't. No, <laughs> no it just, just, it just <laughs> didn't no, work for you. The, okay. The Cube is out. The Cube I, is some, out. As those know. I, Transformer Cube? No. Oh, see, right. see, see, this, guys, this is why I pick the names. 
So we're trying to Andrew talk the worker. <laughs> really? But okay, I have to agree. Cindy's the one that said this. This was actually Cindy's idea, so uh, Thank you, Rod, for the yeah, credit. You're welcome. So we're going to talk a little bit about things that hide in plain sight. And, and uh, that's kind of exciting is that uh, we know that things hide in plain sight. It's really interesting. I've grown up in South Dakota um, around the Native Americans and everything. And I, I, love, I love where I grew up because I got to learn a lot about nature and who they were. Um, I, used to, I got to understand how when they were being tried to civilized, all right, and, and forced upon the reservations and being civilized and that and bringing church into their community and everything else and that, um, they would build their archetypes and their, their 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 architecture of their churches and everything else that this modern uh, civilization was trying to make them. What they didn't realize is that each one of those beautiful uh, archetype churches, the architecture churches that they're building, had hidden symbols in them that the, that uh, nobody knew until they were pointed out. They were hidden in such plain sight that they were creating and, and saving their own beautiful, uh, natural, uh, how they grew up, you know, keep, keeping all their ceremonial things and that, but yet making a civilized church. I found that quite fascinating is that walking into there, and I would have never noticed it unless it was pointed out to me. It had to do with colors. It had to do with symbols and uh, the idea of everything. And that, so when you walked in there, you think you're just walking into a regular, normal church until these things were pointed out. Isn't that fascinating that, that we know that there's things hidden in plain sight? And part of that is, is just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. I remember a story a while back, and I'm going to share this really quick. Then I'm going to turn it over to Mike because Mike's biting at the bit. He wants to talk about this. No, I'm Cindy fine. Was, Cindy wants to talk too. Is that my grandfather told me a story about Christopher Columbus and that uh, how he came over here. And as Christopher Columbus came over here, and that he met a shaman at the shore, and the shaman looking at him was like, "Where did you come from?" You know, using drawings on the on the ground and everything else, and then. And, and Christopher Columbus and his crew would point out to the big ship out there. Well, the shaman never saw a big ship, so he didn't know what it was. He didn't see the ship out there until they took him out there in their rowboat and had him touch the ship and really see what the ship was. It started to come to him. He's like, oh, my gosh, I can see this huge ship taking the shaman back to the shore and having him tell the rest of the tribe what he saw, they could see him also. That's hiding something in plain sight. It's just because we, we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. There's so much of this in this world right now is that people make fun of other people that see things sometimes. And when they do that and make fun of these things, they don't realize that you know, just because we don't see something doesn't mean it's not there. And it's like, okay, oh, did you see that? Uh, I had a lady here beyond today that said that she was in the kitchen. She says there's there's a large man in the kitchen. She says, I saw it. And, of course, everybody was like, oh, you saw somebody in the kitchen? What's he doing back there, you know? But she was actually talking about a spirit that she saw. Well, people ran back there, and that was kind of looking at that. I was like, there's nobody in here and everything else. She described it to a T to the point where I could see it. I could see what she was talking about. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. 
she saw it. She believed that. She saw that. And it was really beautiful. So, Mike, let's get into this. I mean, it's it's we had this beautiful, wonderful conversation about uh, Hermes last week. And then, so uh, let's talk a little bit about hiding things in plain sight. Well, you know, actually a good way of hiding things in plain sight is to lead someone to believe what they're looking at is one thing when, in fact, it's the other. You know, and so you, you, I think of, uh, let's just take the obelisk as an example. What, what is, is that? What? Yeah, I like that. Well, uh, you can, it's, well, for one, is it's it's Osiris's penis is uh, one thing of it. Oh, yeah. You've got your pagan sundial. It has many, uh, it's basically a, uh, it's a pagan symbol. It's uh, used as sundials. So you can go back to mythology with it. You can look at it in many different ways. What does it look like? <clears throat> like, what's the shape of it? It's just that. Well, What's the shape of it? What does it look like? Well, think of the Washington Monument. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, okay. you've got that. Or here's a fun one that I love when you think of one thing and, and it's another. So think of the Vatican. In the middle of St. Peter's Square is one of the largest, I think the Washington Monument's the largest obelisk. Uh, they're all over the world. They're in France. They're in Italy. They're in Africa. They're everywhere. They're ginormous. They originally come from ancient Egypt or Chem. And in fact, the one that's in uh, the center of St. Peter's Square is an, uh, came from ancient Egypt. And so I think it's rather interesting that uh, you can take it in mythology, you can take it to be a pagan symbol or a sundial, and it's right in the middle of Christianity's headquarters, or Catholicism rather. So talk about hiding in plain sight. Why would there be this ginormous... Uh, pagan symbol in the middle of a Catholic uh, building. What was it used for? Well, in that place, if you look at the, if you look uh, at a picture, and you can Google these, they're very uh, easy to find, it's a sundial. And it shows the solstices and, and everything. It's built right into the the ground surrounding it. And if you look at this thing, at the very top, to me, at least, it looks like they taped a cross on top of it. It's like somebody's like an afterthought. Hey, dude, you better put a cross on that, man. This is uh, this is uh, the Vatican. So, right, what what are they saying? What is that? Why is that there? Why isn't there a ginormous cross? Right? Instead of this great big pole that sticks out of nowhere with a little cross on top of it. Exactly. And I'll tell you, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Nolens. I go down uh, every year for my my, uh, uh, my pilgrimage, as I call it. And uh, there is where I stay, right in uh, Jackson Square, is the St. Louis Cathedral. Okay? Right, yeah. You've all seen the postcard. It's it's the big cathedral with you know Jackson riding on the horse in front of it. You know you see it all the time. Well, the funny thing is when you go in there, you talk about hiding in plain sight and symbolism. Holy jeez! I, I wish everybody could see the pictures I have on my cell phone. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, but as an example, in the back of the cathedral is an obelisk. Wow. It's in front of a statue of Jesus. And so if you look at it from an esoteric standpoint, you can say you have to first see 
or understand paganism or esotericism to see Christ. You can't see Christ without looking first at the obelisk. It's right smack dab in front of it. What's, which is interesting is because before Trinity is the oneness, which is an obelisk. And as obelisk is into Trinity is to Christ consciousness. And so it's interesting is how it travels. If it travels through a triangulation into towards Jesus and that, that's a one-way street. But it can come back too, also as Christ consciousness to the obelisk. It's, isn't it interesting how it's all intertwined? Well, it is. I mean, because that's esoteric. I mean, Ellis Bailey talks about a lot about that, about how uh, Christ consciousness is coming from the, you know the sky and everything else and that. But there's a, there has to be some sort of uh, direction. And that's what an obelisk does, is points a direction, points Well, it, that's exactly right. And guess what it points to? The sun, as in Sunday. <laughs> when do you go to church, folks? Sunday. Sunday. And what do they have sticking up in the back of the church? An obelisk. <laughs> that points at the that sun. That points at the sun. Day. <laughs> Which can also be used as a sun dial. Right, isn't it. that fascinating? Yes. And in fact, when you go inside inside the uh, the cathedral, um, I'm picturing this because I, I go every single year uh, to to visit Marie Laveau. And what's very interesting is when you walk in the cathedral. I really wish this was a TV show. Look here, I can show you the, the the pictures I have. But the you've got the pews on both sides, right? You're walking down the middle. What do you think the flooring is made out of? I'm going to give you just one guess. Marble. What color and or colors might that be? Ivory. Have you ever been on the inside of a Masonic temple? No. The Freemasons are very well known for black and white. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. Which represents duality. Duality, yep. Well, Leading straight up to the altar is the Freemasonic black and white tiles hiding in plain sight. So you get up to the altar. This is where the fun starts. It's amazing, but the um, the it's gorgeous. I mean, it's a it's a it's a beautiful it's, it's St. Louis Cathedral for anybody that goes down to Nolens. I highly recommend you stop there. But anyway, they've got a triangle way upon high with a heart. From the heart emanates all these golden rays. It looks an awful lot like the eye of Horus and the rays coming from it. The seven rays. The seven rays. And in fact, I'm glad you sent that, Rod. In their gift shop, and they have one. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, I have a refrigerator magnet of Jesus, and emanating from his heart, I'm going to give you one guess, seven rays. Okay, so you think of seven rays, that's Alice Bailey, that's 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 some pretty heavy esotericism yep, stuff right there. Seven rays of light, absolutely, yes. Right, and that's also uh, Rosicrucianism. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so, uh, and this is all well, fine, and good, but what's it doing in a cathedral? 
something's going on here. Huh, interesting. I'm thinking anyway. Well, can we go back to the obelisk in, in Jesus no. in the back there? Well, let's do it anyway. <laughs> so, so, because it's just something that dawned on me, and I didn't even think of this, that because I have seen that picture before, and I know about what you're talking about. But I, something that dawned on me was, it points to the sun, but Jesus is also God's son. So there's, there's a Father correlation. Father and the son. Father and the son. Father and the Son. Yes. Sometimes God. words have two Absolutely. meanings. Yes. And that's where I'm going with that. That's right. That hidden in plain sight. That yes. is there, there, there has to be, there's something being said right there. Just by looking at that obelisk and that Jesus. And that it maybe, it, maybe it's not anything to do with the time. You know, maybe that has nothing to do with time itself. Time itself is actually being hidden. Because it's like, oh, the noblest. It's a, it's now a sundial, and no, and but it's something else. Well, it's funny when you think of the sundial and you go back to ancient Egypt. Okay, so um, anagrams, uh, playing with words. So you had Horus. Well, if you rearrange those, that comes up to hours. Hmm. And what does the sun do? It sets. Horison set. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's fascinating how all this goes back, and we're talking. We're we're going. Um, I'm sorry to take your tagline, Cindy, but BC. <laughs> this be- stuff goes before uh, when were you born? 1968, 69, 75, 82, somewhere around there. 1990. Hut. Yeah, 85. See? 85, really? Well, you're a young one. <laughs> But you see the point. B.C. meaning before Cindy. That's right. See, a lot of people, there you go. A lot of people think it means before Christ. It's before Cindy. <laughs> right there. That Hidden tells plain you. Sight. That's how deep this is. Plain sight right here. Absolutely. Oh, it's one of those conspiracy yes. theories. Well, absolutely. We talk about some music or something, and Cindy goes, oh, that's B.C. B.C. It's before Cindy. That's right. It's like, no. It's yeah, not. We were just talking about Gary and the astronauts or something like yeah. that, weren't we? Asteroids. <laughs> Asteroids? I don't know. Something I used like to that. play that. So B B C. Anyway, back on track here. Uh, oh, exactly. Uh, so interesting because I mean you're right. Horse. I mean hours. There's a lot of cool things in that. Think about that. Imagine that is that there's no such thing as time and space. Well, time and space. Funny you say that. So that's what was so funny about it. What about time on Earth? There you go. Time. There's no time and space, and there's no time on Earth. Wow, that's deep, honey. It's like that's that's, that's AC. Finger, yeah, finger clicking. I like that. That's that good. <laughs> Another round. That's Pass AC. That, thing, huh? that was after Cindy. It's <laughs> more coconut water over here, please. Right, and so you know, so getting on the the, uh, the time and space. Well, who rules time and space? Well, Father Time. And who is Father Time? Kronos. Kronos. And who or what is Kronos? Ultimately, it is Saturn. And so taking the religious spin on it, Saturn is El. Who or what is El? El is the god of gods. So you can you can look at a lot of words in, in just our normal uh, vernacular. So El, right? The god of gods, right. Saturn. <clears throat> Who's the 1%? The elite. And how do they Ooh. get into office? They get elected. <laughs> and who do you respect? Your elders. elders. 
And what's another word for uh, God? Elohim. Elohim. And weren't you talking about angels? Yes. Nice. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. Wow. And do you see the wordplay there? Absolutely. It's everywhere. And so you, you, you think of, uh, so really to the esoterically minded or those in the know, uh, the ones that actually are ruling this place, controlling this place, doing stuff, you know, they're not the ones we elect. They're not the ones on TV talking smack at us, making right. promises. We don't see the real powers that be. But all these pagan symbols, all these things that we just discussed are Saturnian. They're Saturnian. Saturnian. Saturnian okay. cult. They're worshiping Saturn. El, the god of gods. God of time and space. It's the sixth planet from the sun. Hmm. Okay. It's also represented by what's now called the Star of David. How many points does that have? Six. Oh! All right. If you draw lines within the Star of David, you get a hex. A gram. How many sides are in a hexagram? Six. So if you put six, 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 you get the number of the beast, which is man. Ooh. All right. Isn't that kind of funny how, I mean, of course, it's all a coincidence theory here. Right? I mean, none of this stuff is. is right. Right. No, this is all a Can coincidence. Can you prove this? <laughs> That's the next show. <laughs> but no, Mike seriously, isn't that kind of interesting the next show. how you, you look at all this? And so, you know, some funny things that go along with that is Saturn used to be our sun. Okay, the one that we think of now, the little uh, you know yellow thing hanging out there, yes. wasn't always there. The, there there's been... Uh, and I believe this goes back to Hinduism and some others talk about this, there was a reorganization of the planets. Okay. Well, our sun, which uh, I, I think you could call the dark sun or black sun, there's many different meanings to that, the was Saturn. Sun. Okay. was Saturn back in the day. B.C., Cindy. Mm -hmm. Way before the 80s. Yes. Way before the 80s. <laughs> I mean, I'm from the 60s, and I don't remember it, but then again, if you were from the 60s, you can't remember it anyway. So, or was that the 70s? But the point of the story is... I don't know. You don't know, because you're from the... 60s also. 60s also. Okay. So is Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so comfortable now. But anyway. <laughs> but an interesting Hidden thing. in plain sight. <laughs> She's hiding in plain sight. Absolutely. So whip out your Google. Okay. All right. And look at the south pole of Saturn. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. If you look at that... That looks an awful lot like an eye. Okay? Everyone likes to talk about the all-seeing eye, and that's this new quote-unquote Illuminati stuff, right? Look at your dollar bill. What's on the top of the capstone? The all-seeing eye. All right, fine. Well, the all-seeing eye is the south pole of Saturn. So imagine that's what you're looking at up in the sky, like we look at the sun today. No matter where you go, that thing's looking at you. Imagine nope. if there's a big eyeball at the bottom of our sun. It doesn't matter if you're in Minnesota or Florida or Russia. or You're going to see that thing. Hence, the all-seeing eye. Okay. At the top of uh, Saturn, the North Pole, is a, a very interesting storm. 
It's constantly moving, but this storm, due to frequency, all right, mm -hmm. is the hexagram. So words, sometimes words have two meanings. Well, I'm going to put a hex on you. Where does that come from? Right? Right. Isn't that interesting? So actually, in an esoteric sense, if you understand that there is no out there out there, okay, if it vibrates its illusion, the principle of maya... Okay, we can go into anyone you want, Buddhism, anything you want to go into. There's None of this stuff exists. And as you've said, there is no such thing as time or space. But yet, we have this constant illusion. Uh, in fact, Albert Einstein said uh, something to the effect of uh, the idea of a past, present, and future is an is a, uh, illusion, albeit a persistent one. Okay, so even Albert Einstein has, has spoken on this. But yet, we live in a world of time and space. Do we not? It's a construct. It's right. a false construct. Yeah, I thought it was all an illusion. It is an illusion. Mm -hmm. But what's creating it? So if we're ruled by illusion, every time you open your eyes, hence the meditation and closing your eyes, what's creating this? Our mind. Saturn. Really? So threw that's a cue ball there at me. Was that? She threw a curveball at me. I didn't see that coming. Well, yes, that's why they. That's why Saturn is L, the god of gods, the the god of illusion, and and the other symbol to that, of course, is the cube of space, the black cube. And that talk about hidden in plain sight is freaking everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it is. I, you know, the interesting thing is is that you Google this, you look it up and everything, the cube of space and, and everything, and that people wearing it on their foreheads, it's, I mean... Oh, the old Jews, the absolutely, old Jews, yeah, yeah. Exactly, it, it, has, mm -hmm. it has so many different meanings to it, and that it's, it's, it's funny. Can we touch upon that a little bit more about... Absolutely, so think of... Um, okay, so the, the, the uh, cubes of space... Um, trying to think of where those are located here so you've got and you'll find these they're ginormous i mean these, these things are not small you'll find them in australia denmark manhattan santa Ana, california and now again if we understand hold on this is the big one wait for uh, it wait for it mecca oh my goodness mecca mecca that's not a, a small black cube. Now think about this. This is Saturn. These are all symbols of Saturn. Who's putting these things out there? Right? These aren't small. Who's building these things? Who's permitting these things? So what you're saying, Mike, is that there's these huge black squares, cubes, that are all over the place. Oh, yeah. And people are are praying to it? They're, what are they doing? Absolutely, is, they're worshiping them, or if, if nothing else, they're observing them and putting that into the common consciousness. So where did they come from? Uh, actually, I, I hear Mattel is making them out of uh, Houston, oh Texas. God. They got these little toy lines. No? <laughs> Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> Not. No. Okay, so, so let's get back to your L-Eat. 
Okay. All right. So seriously, I mean, who would put something like that? Who's going to cook up a black cube, you know, 100 feet high? I mean, these things are not small. Google them. and They're, they're ginormous. And look at Mecca. So here's the fun thing about Mecca. Obviously, this is a, a, a pilgrimage that, that these Muslims are making. Okay. So you talk about praying and worshiping and such, right? So if the black cube symbolizes Saturn, which the people who know, here's the hiding in plain sight. They're, they're, they're making us worship their God. Right. Although we don't know it. Okay. Look at a picture of Mecca with all those people walking around in a circle. What does Saturn have? Rings. Rings around it, yes. Isn't that fascinating? So they're actually moving energy around this black cube, thinking it's one thing, when in fact, there's a so, hidden wow. agenda. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one thing, sure. But, I mean, you, you know these people don't think they're worshiping Saturn. Is it having to do with hide in Saturn? Is hiding in plain Saturn. Yes. Right? Isn't that fascinating how they do that? That is fascinating. You know, Saturn Day. Well, it starts with Sun Day. Well, there you go. So the first day of the week is what? Sun Day. All right. Okay. Isn't that a coincidence? Talking about the obelisk pointing to the sun and being at all these churches and right, right. St. Peter's Square. And then what is the sixth day? Which is the sixth planet, Saturn Day. Saturn Day. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And so you have wedding rings, earrings, rings that bind. These are all things. Uh, and wait till we get into the corporate logos. <laughs> well, isn't, uh, isn't that also representative of the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty God? The, 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 the circle is zero? Oh, well, the, the circle is the perfect whole. And even toast. Which would be a ring, right? Sure. Of, of course. course. Lord of the rings. 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 See? Right? I mean, they hide. In, that's how they hide in plain sight. Very good, Cindy. That's how they do that. Oh, thank you. You betcha. Don't you know? Don't you know? Don't you know? See, she can't do the BC anymore. You know? No? Did I wear no. that out? Yeah, that's, she All can't. Right, well. She can't do it. Oh, she can't do it anymore. No, no. Well, as long as no. I Maybe can. Maybe just that's for this really moment. <laughs> so I've, I find that quite interesting is that the first day of the week is Sunday. Sunday. Which is, you know, like you said, everything points to the sun and everything mm-hmm. else that. And then the last one is Saturday. And Saturn Day. Well, Saturn Day, yes. The yeah. sixth day of the week. Uh-huh. Well, I found that kind of curious in that aspect of that because it starts with such a bright day, a bright mm-hmm. week, right? Mm-hmm. So it means that as our week goes, it gets darker. So there is our white and our light, our dark. So Polarity. we have the yin and yang there. Very good. So that's interesting. Is that so? Everything has to have a polar opposite, and our weeks have polar opposites. Just like we talked about last week in Hermes, the duality, the polarity. So, right, the Kabbalion. Yep. Yep. The, the Hermetic Seven Principles. Yep. Absolutely, that is all part of that. I, I I find that so fascinating. That so let's talk a little bit more about Saturn. Okay, so we talked about. Coronas, or Kronos. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. not a Corona. I know. He's, he, what, for You're just reason, looking for a beer. It was a, hot today. I understand. It was like coconut water, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just share something real, 
real quick oh, um, with the word chronos. I, um, if you've listened to a podcast pa- podcast in the past, uh, worked for the um, school district, and you know, like, I was a lunch lady. Woohoo, go lunch ladies! Anyways, <laughs> our time clock was called chronos. It was a chronos time clock. So we had to punch in and out of chronos. So, anyways, I just wanted to. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Yes. So, again, do you see how they play? They hide in plain sight. Absolutely. And words have two meanings. Yes. It's just like lunch ladies hide in plain sight. (laughs) Some of them do, yes. You need to eat your beans. I know it's for me. For me, and that, and I'm going to just touch on the lunch lady little thing first. And that is that you know, if you don't eat your meat, you don't get any pudding. And really, upsets how can you me. have any pudding if you don't eat your and meat? And that really upsets me is that people that are vegetarians and that mm-hmm. how can they eat pudding? They don't. They shouldn't have pudding. It's just not fair. I don't think they listen to Pink Floyd. No. <laughs> I think that's what the problem stems from. Well, how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? All right, hold on. Time out. There is faux meat, so. Ooh, does that count? Go. Yes. Okay, good. So, yeah, but so does sugar-free pudding. I mean, you're yeah, probably no, wondering why it kind of exists, but why would you eat it? So you're probably wondering why I brought up Pink Pudding. Floyd, or, you know, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. now that's some deep symbolism there, Absolutely. boy. So that's that's where I was going with this the whole thing, even with the lunch lady, Cindy leading into it and everything else in that, is that there's there's things that were hidden in plain sight is that Interesting is that people always thought that the Beatles, you know, played their music backwards and have some satanic ritual or whatever else in that. Is you have to understand that there's a lot of music out there that are there's things hidden in plain sight. There's an underlying thing for a lot of things. Why do we do what we do? Why do we say what we say? Well, the reason why we do this and say what we say in that is because there's an underlying thing for everything we do is we are already directed to say what we say and what do what we do. A person that can speak freely from their heart can say whatever they want because they know that they're not going to say anything wrong. Ooh, that was validation that the spirits outside the room here and that pounding on the windows. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Love well, we're it. We're trying to get into it, but Absolutely. we locked them out, apparently. Yes, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently, we that do. That gooey Rachel, don't you a second time. Apparently, we, we do a live podcast here at Beyond Today and that we invite a crowd and by the audience here and everything else then. We found out tonight that it's like, hey, there wasn't very many people that showed up. It was people that came early and that was the only people here. But our cleaning people came in and locked the doors on the way out so nobody else could get in. We did not realize that until later. So we appreciate everybody that came tonight. Thank you very much for that. So, but it's, it's an honor. So, yes, yeah, so let's get into symbolization. Well, so getting back to uh, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, E Pluribus Unum. That's Latin for out of many, one. E Pluribus Unum. Well, if you're into Devo, I guess. But uh, I'll give you an example. So I have in my home uh, prisms in all my windows. And that's actually a Masonic thing to remind you of white light comes all light that we see, the the spectrum. Yep, the spectrum, the seven rays. The seven rays. The rainbow, yep. Right? And And, and And you're speaking to the color therapist, Cindy, here. Well, of course. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And so that's an interesting symbology, is it not? Right? I mean... Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's your Pink Floyd and and, uh, out of of, uh, one is many. Right. Um, So there's your your symbolism on that. And it's also a black 
album, is it not? Oh, it is. It uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. So it's just a black With square. triangle. That's right. Yes, it was released on Saturday. You know, that's probably true. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. So BC. Oh, no. Cindy plays that all the time. She loves Yeah, but it was Big definitely Beatles. out before you came around. Right. I thought I think the Bee Gees were coming out when she was uh, being born. Well, the interesting concept, I mean, going through stepping outside the uh, this a little bit, is that when that <clears throat> when the light hits the prism, and that for some odd reason it cha- <laughs> changes on, especially on the album of the of Pink Floyd, the rainbow is upside down. You know, that's an absolutely that's right, and and there again, that's everything. Uh, that's another part of it. Everything is the opposite. Right. Absolutely. So what have you always heard? So if, if uh, well, I, I don't want to be uh, political here, but if the feds tell you to look up, look down. <laughs> if they're going to you know create jobs, watch out. They're going to destroy them. Right. Everything is the opposite in, 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 in a lot of areas. Right. And that's interesting is because uh, the blue star celestial energy, which is one of the two things that Cindy and I teach in that, but beautiful energy in that. And it talks about in there, because it's not a basis of Alice Bailey's esoteric things and what she talks about, but it talks about having and switching your chakras. Now, your crown chakra now is your base chakra because it turns everything around, becomes the polar start turning and changing. And so I think that's interesting is that how we, we kind of see this and that is uh, even we talk in, in the Kabbalah and that how they talked about uh, everything has an opposite. And, that, and even in our chakras, as up and above in, in what, what Ellis Bailey talks about within the Christ consciousness and the Great Bear and the Syrians and the Palladians and that, our chakras are the opposite because we're more into receiving than giving. You know, that's a very, well, and what are we taught? It's better to give than receive, right? Yes. And, and uh, science shows us that our brains, well, we can get really deep on that one, but that's probably another show if I uh, if you ever invite me back. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to get more coconut water. I was going to say, you're going to have to drink a lot more coconut water to see that one. Uh, <laughs> but our brains cannot tell the difference between giving and receiving. Right. They true. can't tell the no. difference. No. So that's why, you know... Again, everything is opposite. It's better to give than receive. Right, absolutely. It, it, but it's knowing. That's the whole part is that what I see within hiding things in plain sight and Saturn that is we have to have this knowing. There's a part of us that goes through as we change, okay, as we grow in, in who we are in a spiritual sense, that we change and grow, we stop feeling. And all of a sudden when we stop feeling, we're going, can't feel anything i don't know if i'm giving energy or taking energy what it is that because we have to know the knowing the lesson is knowing when we stop that feeling that part why we're in the in the purgatory i guess in, in mm. between that you know from learning this to learning that that we have to we stop feeling for a while and we have to just know that we're what we're doing is still what we're doing is right such as it it's better to to give than to receive we have to have that knowing. We have to know that what we're doing is right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, and I, and I believe that we hide things in plain sight in that just because when I place my hands on somebody that I don't feel the energy moving in that doesn't mean it's not working. Just like, just because I can't see it, it's not there. It's hiding things in plain sight. And, and sometimes the universe does that to us. It hides these things in plain sight. It hides this energy. Well, okay. Well, if you want to talk about hiding, the what's the biggest thing of all? 
the Veil of Isis. Oh, perfect. Boy, you want something hidden. How about the Veil of Isis is what hides the truth? So let's talk a little bit about what is the Veil of Isis for people that don't understand that. So the Veil of Isis, uh, and in fact, I think Isis is, um, let's see here. I am Isis, queen of this country. I was instructed by Mercury. There you go from last week. No one can destroy the laws which I have established. Okay, I am the eldest daughter of, wait for it, wait for it, Saturn, most ancient of the gods. So, Cronus. Cronus. Cronos. 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 I I almost got you to say it. You got me saying it. It's because you're coconut water. You got something good in there. Father time now. Father time. It's her daughter. It's his daughter. Right. Which yeah. is which is also Zeus's sister. Because he is Father Time is also Zeus's dad. Oh, like that? I like that. All right. So So think about it. so again she's saying you cannot uh destroy the laws which I have established. So again, we live by time and space. That's what we believe is our reality. Okay, talk about being blind, the blind leading the blind. So that's what Isis veil is, is this illusion. So when you open your eyes, that's Isis. And so you think of Isis, think of the, you see her logos freaking everywhere. The Chrysler logo, where do you not see those big wings spread out somewhere with the big disc in the middle of it? Everywhere, over doors. Capital on cars. What's that? The capital. The, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So if we're one nation under God, we sure do have a lot of uh, gods going on, do we not? Isn't that interesting? Can I just say, goddesses as well? Well, sure. Well, I, well, the big one is ISIS. Thank you. Of course. Right, but uh, you, you get the point. I didn't mean to be sexist. You know. I know. You were trying not to be, so I was just making sure. Remember, you're on her feminine side. That's right. Oh. There is duality. Remember. Absolutely. There is the gender. There is the gender. All of Hermes' principles. That's right. Boy, I think I just got spanked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> So anyway, more about ISIS. You know, let's talk about. So it. that's that's the illusion. That's the veil, and and she's telling you you can't uh, you you can't pierce it. You can't get through it. Well, and and what's amazing is through uh, shamanism, you know, through DMT and ayahuasca and other things that they do, that kind of pierces the veil. It's very fascinating stuff. Um, I got to tell you, when you think uh, everything is energy, E equals MC squared. Um, I, I can tell you I've had some pretty interesting journeys and experiences. Um, and wow, I'll tell you what, when you get to the point where you no longer exist in this form, and this out here doesn't exist, even if your eyes are open, it doesn't exist, all you see is energy, bright vibrant, flowing, ebbing, just like we were talking about the principles, mm-hmm. uh, the hermetic, the seven hermetic principles. It's always moving. It's mm-hmm. always ebbing and flowing. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So out of that energy comes what we perceive as reality. So let's look at this. 
People watch television. You watch YouTube on your computer. Well, the only place that you see those people running around doing things or dogs chasing cats or monkeys eating alligators, whatever the heck you're into. You know, people are into weird stuff these days. (laughs) Whatever you're watching. Wow. Okay. The only place that that is in that form is on the TV screen. So when it's going through your Wi-Fi router, when it's going through your Cox cable or whatever you got going on, all it is is energy. Just as we said from Hermes, everything is vibration, everything's energy. And Albert Einstein, E equals MC squared. Yep. Right? And so you can neither create, now here's uh, physics, you can neither create nor destroy energy. So that's physics hmm. telling you the same thing. So we have science, we got the fuzzy haired dude, we got Hermes. It's So talk about hiding in plain sight. There are many, many things that all say and point to the same exact thing. But you have to, A, be aware of them. You know, don't be just sitting there watching Snooky or, you know, TV shows or, you know, whatever you're doing. You have to, you have to, as we're taught in the Bible, blessed is he who has eyes that see and ears that hear. Okay? Once you have eyes that see and ears that hear, then you start seeing the things that are hiding in plain sight. Right? right, so I walk into the St. Louis Cathedral. I assure you, I catch on to the Masonic <laughs> floor. I catch on to the Seven Rays. I catch on to the Obelisk. Right, but most people would have no clue. Well, and is it only just no clue, or is it also they may see it, but not let's just say quote unquote acknowledge it and acknowledge it for what it is and what it means? You know, we all can see, but are we really seeing? Just like we can hear, are you really listening? You know, it's the same, same. You know, we see all these esoteric things out there, but we have no idea and realize how truly it is really esoteric until you really start um, reading and listening and learning and absorbing, you know, what what all this esoteric stuff really is. Because you're right. I mean, there's so much out there that we don't really realize all the hidden gifts and um, sacred messages that are out there absolutely so no i don't mean to say that somebody's going to walk right into an obelisk because they don't see it but they're not going to understand what the symbology really is or what it means exactly exactly well exactly well like you said eyes wide open walking into something there's actually a song to you know walking with eyes wide open but the thing is is that um like something i learned not too long ago is that Sometimes we walk around that we're so much into the spiritual life and the realms of world that that we listen only through the spiritual ears. That sometimes we have to listen with the physical ears. Because to love a physical body, we must hear the physical body. To see the physical body, we must be able to see the body. Now, the part of that is, is that when we're spiritual and we are looking at in somebody's heart and we see their heart, we see what the goodness in them, we hear the goodness in them, and that's how we live our lives and everything else and that, we're missing the whole physical part of it. You have to actually stop and start listening to the physical body. You have to listen and see the physical body. That's a really interesting concept is that because... Our physical body hides things in plain sight if we're living in a spiritual realm only. Because 
we decided what kind of body we want. We decided, we made it, this is what's going to be in that. And we decided that as before we even came here, we designed our bodies. But the idealism is that now I don't see, because I live in such a realm, I don't see physical bodies anymore. I, I see you as a human being in love and that I see for you what your heart shows. But you know what? That sometimes that throws you off because what you're physically saying is not what you're spiritually saying sometimes. And so there's the polar opposites of that is the, the human physical body and the spiritual body. Heck, let me see if I can find something. There's a quote, something to the effect of the most confused you can ever be is for your mind and uh, your mind to believe one thing and your body to tell you something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a confusion. I mean, so imagine having to do duality all day is that if you live spiritually and that I work on, you know, six or seven people a day and that I mean, in my spiritual realm that, but then I have to see them in the physical form too. It becomes confusing. It's like saying to somebody, I don't trust your physical body because that's not what your spiritual body is saying. But they, as part of them is who they are. It is their whole essence of the, of the, the, that they are created from. I just found the quote, the most confused we ever get is when we try to convince our heads of something our hearts know is a lie, by Karen Moaning. Wow. That was, wow. that was good. Again, the most confused we ever get is when we try to convince our heads of something we, our hearts know is a lie. That's, that's very powerful. That's extremely powerful. And I think that that's exactly what you were trying to say, Rod. No, it is what I was trying to say, actually, mm-hmm. you know. So like I say, Coronas, you know, that's what I try to say that too. <laughs> Sometimes the words don't come out. It's in my head, but it doesn't come out the way I see it. I understand. Well, Zach's doing the finger thing again. And Is he doing knows, the finger thing yes. again? Yeah, everybody knows that when Zach does the finger thing, that means wrap it up. And he complains sometimes that it takes us an hour to wrap up things. So oh, so gonna, we have another uh, no, hour. No, he, he oh, will shut great. us off. Oh, you're going to shut us off? Yes. He's, he, he no says, more Coronas for you. Yes, the thing is, is that he goes over by the light switch and flicks them. Like, it's like time to come in, you know, that type of thing. Oh. So he flicks the lights. So and we says, have to do that. Yeah, so it's have to end. Pretty serious. So I, I love this. This is awesome, Mike. I, I'd love to, we'd love to sit down and talk more on that. We have to do another podcast on this. I would love it. Please. This was, this was fascinating. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of information there. I mean, there's more than what we could even get to tonight in an hour that we, that we went through. We didn't even get to corporate logos. No. And that's, that's another thing is that could be a whole <laughs> nother podcast too. That aspect, that aspect. And actually, could I leave on one quick note oh, on absolutely. that, which I think is just fun. So talking about looking at something. And not seeing it for what it is. Look at, for any of you who drive them or have seen them or Google it, whatever you got to do, look at the Mercedes logo. So you think of it as the circle with the line coming down and then it splits. Right, yep. Okay. Now look at it as being a cube. (laughs) That's a corner you're looking at. That's a corner. That's a cube. And it's, of course... The cube of space. I love that. That's that's really interesting. Plus, if you think about this as well, with that same um, symbol that you were just speaking of, uh, in speaking of color, 
if you break down the primary colors, there's three. And there, so within that circle that you were just speaking of with that emblem, there you have the three uh, pi, if you will, to represent the three colors, which are the primary colors, which are uh, blue, red, and yellow, which are also um, the, the trinity of color. It's the mind, body, and soul. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's that. We should end this podcast. Yeah. I would like to say one thing real quick is that realize it or not, we live in an esoteric world. Um, everything, every place has some esoteric meaning and whether it be foundation or structural or words or um, what have you, um, color, vision, it doesn't matter. There, We live in an esoteric world and I invite everyone out there to... Um, take what we have out there, what the gifts that were given to us from the higher ups, um, to really experience what what is really out there and the meanings behind everything. You know, from the dollar bill to the, the capital to you know things out there in the other parts of the world. Um, uh, you know, Rome and 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 everywhere else. So you know, take a look at what we have and and the meanings behind it all. Thank you. That's beautiful, Cindy. Thank you very much, Lynn. Um, what a beautiful night tonight. Uh, I'd like to thank Zach Lyman, being a producer here, putting this all together for us and everything else and, and setting through our, this, these beautiful podcasts with us. And then, Mike, I got to thank you. And it's a pleasure. It's just, what an awesome person he is. Mike is very knowledgeable. Um, he does, um, speeches and talks and, and teaches and everything else that if you'd like him to come to your facility and do some of that, uh, he's, he's open to it. And, uh, we asked him to come here, which is beautiful to have him here. He's also my friend. So he came out here cheaper. Um, <laughs> but we love Mike to death and everything else. We'd love to have more of Mike and that. Um, Mike, if they would like you to, to uh, come to their facility, how would they get a hold of you? Please uh, just give me a call, uh, 623-330-8299. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Mike. Cindy, always a pleasure to have you as my co-host. You're such a beautiful part of this. Uh, and actually, you know, you make make all of us beautiful, too, just by being around you. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad I could bring out the Venus in myself and you all. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Cindy's a color therapist. Uh, she works out of Beyond Today also in that. Uh, she has some really great gifts, some beautiful gifts in that, uh, using these beautiful colored silks and everything. What a beautiful, uh, beautiful person she is in that. Um, Cindy, how can they get a hold of you if they would like to set up an appointment? Of course, yes. You can reach me at Beyond Today. The number is 602-374-4926. Again, 602-374-4926. I do energy work with color. Color, of, of course, we've been talking about today and, and last week um, is all about vibration. Every color has its own vibration. And so to, inter to incorporate that with energy is just really magnificent. So thank you. And um Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Rod Lyman. I'm Beyond Today here. And that's uh, Beyond Today is is this beautiful community that we have here. Um, I'm a structural therapist, a medical intuitive, a motivational speaker. I do readings. I just have a lot of fun with what I do. I enjoy what I do. How's that? Uh, Beyond Today is located at 11223 North 28th Drive in Phoenix, Arizona. We're in Suite 101. It's a beautiful uh, phone number of 602 374 four nine two six and that's six oh two three seven four four nine two six 
What a beautiful night, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, Mike. Good night, Cindy. Good night, Rod. Good night, Zach. Good night, John Boy. Good night, (laughs) y'all and boys. And uh, Zach, thank you again. Thank you.